Greetings and welcome to Believe in the Power of You podcast with Andrea Joyce. I'm your host, Andrea Joyce, and I'm excited to speak with you today. Well, so the name changed because it was Straight Talk with Andrea Joyce. And I noticed while talking with you and sharing things with you that I wanted something a little deeper than just straight talk. I wanted to also uplift you and empower you. I wanted you to know how great you are and how much you're necessary and needed in the world. And as I took time to work on it, I began writing a new book, which will be coming out in 2022, Believe in the Power of You. And as I began writing it, I saw more and more how that's my mantra. That's what I stand on. I want you to believe in the power of you, the power that's already in you that may have been quenched, silenced, ignored, pushed to the back burner. I want that power to come out. I want those goals, those dreams to be accomplished. I want you to have good success and many victories. And so I'm glad that I have this platform to talk with you and share with you on you, how to ignite that power that's in you, how to uplift you, how to encourage you and how to empower you so you can get those things that you may have forgotten about or you think that you can't get because of circumstances and situations or what people said to you or the things they didn't say or the support that was lacking. So in spite of all of that, in spite of what your bank account looks like, in spite of what people have said to you, in spite of even your doubts and fears, I want to push you and propel you into your purpose and to be successful. And when I say purpose, I'm not just speaking about a business, a company, a corporation, a foundation, an initiative, um, a ministry, a book, a song, an album, a career. I'm talking about holistically. I'm talking about in your relationships, in your health, in your finances, in your spirituality, every part and every facet of you, your mental, your emotional awareness, health. Yeah, I want to be able to help you in all aspects. And so believe in the power of you is going to reach out weekly with different areas that affect us and may be holding us back from prospering. We are going to fulfill purpose. We are going to fulfill destiny. And it is my honor to be on this journey, to be on this ride with you. So after the break, we're going to dig right into Believe in the Power of You with Andrea Joyce. Welcome to Believe in the Power of You with Andrea Joyce. I'm excited to talk to you today. We're really going to be digging into some roots and pulling them up. We are going to let go of some past pain. We're going to let go of some present hurts, some oppressive circumstances. We are going to be our better selves. And I'm so excited. Thank you for taking this journey with me. I appreciate you so much. So today I wanted to talk about this topic. You 
can die trying to please people and they still would not be happy. What am I talking about? I'm glad you asked. There are times when we want to please people so much that we do whatever they want us to do, even at our own expense, and they're still not happy. They're still not happy. They're not satisfied. They're still complaining. They could have asked for a piece of coal. You turned the coal into a diamond for them because you cared for them. You love them. And then they say, oh, this is all you could do this diamond why couldn't it be a yellow diamond instead of the brown diamond the chocolate diamond that you gave me or why is it oval when I wanted uh the um I was about to say the diamond shape the pear shape so you beat yourself up you try you try you try you do all that you know how to do to try to satisfy people and they're still not satisfied. More after the break. Welcome back. So you try to please a person, you try to please people, they're still not satisfied and you're trying to rack your brains to figure out what more you could do to make them happy. Can I share a secret with you? There are some people that you are attached to that will never be happy with what you do. They'll never be satisfied because they're not satisfied or happy with themselves. There's something going on with them that is causing them not to be happy. And so guess what? Now they're taking it out on you. Now you are the scapegoat. Now you are the one that is going to pay for their unhappiness. And it's not fair. You shouldn't have to do it. So today I say to you to look at yourself honestly. Let's pull out some roots. What is in you that is making you want to please people at your own detriment, to your own detriment, at your own expense. What is it inside of you that's not satisfied, that's not happy, that doesn't feel complete, that doesn't feel whole, that doesn't feel worthy, that doesn't feel valued, that you would lay down your happiness, your pleasure, your sense of righteousness and rightness to please somebody else. What's going on with you that's causing you to want to make people happy? There's nothing wrong with doing things for people or saying things to people or uplifting people, encouraging them. Nothing wrong with that. But when it's at your own expense, when you're suffering in silence or you might be complaining to someone, venting to someone else, when it's causing you to not have peace, when it's causing you to not feel the happiness that you feel or you felt, when it's causing distress, when it's causing you to harm yourself, hurt yourself, or be hurt or harmed by a person. What's within you that's not allowing your happiness and 
your desire to be approved, accepted, and please other people. That's what I want to examine today. That's the root that I want us to work on pulling out, snatch it out so it won't return. Let me share something with you. You know how we do. I always or try to tell you something that I personally have gone through, something I personally know about so you understand you're not in this by yourself. You know a little bit of my background, a little bit of my history, knowing I didn't have my biological father in my life too much. He was in and out like a yo-yo. I had a lot of anger issues, a lot of issues with rejection and neglect, abandonment, self-hate, self-depreciation, self-loathing, everything that you could imagine, low self-esteem, a sense of low self-worth, all of that I had growing up. I didn't know it. (laughs) I thought I was cool. I thought I was okay. Let's fast forward to, I used to serve in my church, my former church, and I was a minister. I was a praise dancer, different areas I worked in. I was the administrative uh, administrative assistant of the church, executive assistant. And so different things. And then we were doing an encouragement ceremony, for lack of a better title. And in that ceremony, people were to say good things about you, to uplift you. It was an upliftment exercise and I was so excited I had so much to say about my fellow uh, ministry leaders and uh, fellow churchgoers so I was so excited when it came my turn for everyone in the circle to say something about me every single person who was in that circle and it was over 20 people because it was the ministry leaders. Every person in that circle said, Andrea is a people pleaser. Now, they didn't say it that way. They said things like she's always pleasing other people. She's always there for other people. She's always, but the bottom line was, I heard what was said and unsaid. She is a people pleaser. And they were smiling, but on the inside, I was crying. When had I become a people pleaser? When had I put my happiness to the back and pushed other people's happiness and agendas to the forefront? I didn't understand it. I didn't know where I had lost that. And then I took stock. Here's one thing. When you learn something about yourself, the very next thing you should do is to take stock, to examine yourself, to do a self-check. Because I know we're so quick to say, no, 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 that's not true, or you're lying, or that's wrong, or you are not right. But rather, what you should do is to take stock, take a real look at yourself to see if there's any validity in it. I used to hear this saying, and it's so true, when you have you hear a complaint from one person two people it might be those people but when it becomes a consistent complaint or a consistent comment you want to look at it because it might just be you it may not be the other people so when they were talking and everything there was nothing else there was no she has a kind heart 
she'll give the shirt off her back. It wasn't that. It wasn't she's intelligent. She's wise. It wasn't that. She's a great teacher. It wasn't that. She uh, teaches and preaches the word of God. Like, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't anything except people pleaser over and over and over. It was uh, everybody else had many different things people said about them. Many different things about them. Mine was one consistent statement. 20, over 20 different times in the space of time. And so I didn't say anything. I just smiled. On the inside, I was crying. I went home. I was a little ticked <laughs> that that's all y'all got out of everything in life. That's all you could say. But then I took a look at me. I looked inside and I went over things I'd done all my life. Not just in this circle, not just in ministry, but my life. And I realized they were right. All my life, I had done things to make other people happy, even as I was unhappy, even when I didn't want to do it even when it was no benefit to me, even when it took me out of my way or it took me away from what I was supposed to be focused on because my thing was, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, as I examined me not wanting to hurt other people's feelings, I was like, why don't I want to hurt other people's feelings? Is it because I care so much? because I love so strong, because I love so hard? No. When I really examined myself, what I realized was that I didn't want to hurt people's feelings, not because of them, but because I didn't want them to walk away, because I didn't want them to be mad at me, because I didn't want them to leave, leave me like my father left me. I didn't want to be abandoned again. I didn't want to be rejected again. I didn't want to be neglected. And so because of that strong sense of if I disagree with someone, if I don't give them their way, if I don't do what they want me to do, they'll leave. And let me tell you that you could be the strongest person on the planet and still suffer with this this pleasing of people mandate or no not a mandate it's, that's definitely not what it is this people pleasing mentality because growing up I was a strong person I was very I'm still very strong I, that never changed I was always a leader not a follower if I did something it's because I wanted to do it there was no peer pressure for me there was no real bullying for me and so, no, I've been bullied. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying they still couldn't make me do what they wanted me to do. So knowing this about myself, I asked myself, how? <laughs> how then did I, being a leader, being strong and knowing what I want, knowing my mind and standing on my own two feet, being independent and self-sufficient, had I become a people pleaser? What happened? Well, see, when you don't address issues, when you don't pull up roots, when you don't 
heal, when you don't accept things and acknowledge things, slowly but surely, who you know yourself to be changes and you don't even recognize the change. It's because it's business as usual. Things happening the way they've always happened. Everything is the same, but you don't realize that root of doubt, that root of fear, that root of neglect, that root of abandonment, that root of hatred, self-hatred, low self-esteem, low self-worth, not valuing yourself. Those roots don't just stay there. If you know anything about a plant, whether you have a green thumb or not, one of the things you have to accept and understand is that you can put a a seed in the ground or in a pot or in glass, in water, because there are some seeds that call you to grow them in water first so they could take root. When you plant a seed, A seed, a good seed or a bad seed, does not just remain a seed. A seed sprouts, and as it sprouts, it grows root or roots. And as it grows roots, those roots lock in. They're there. They're strong. And now that the roots have taken hold to the soil or to the water, whatever it is, now that there's roots it begins to blossom, blossom into the green stalk of the plant, begins to blossom into the flowers. It blossoms, it does not remain a seed. The seed does not remain just roots. It begins to blossom. So just like a seed in the ground, a seed within you takes root and begins to blossom. So whether it's something positive or whether it's something negative, it begins to blossom whatever it is. So if you have doubt, it's going to blossom within you. So where you may have doubt in an assignment, now you have doubt for what you're able to do in that area. Now you have doubt in the whole scope of things. Now you are confident in knowing how to, I'm using this as an example, to tie your shoe. You knew how to do that. You've done it all the time. But someone planted a seed and said to you, you don't know how to tie a shoe. That's horrible. That is ridiculous. That's not the way you do it. Uh, uh, uh. Wrong, wrong, wrong. So now you begin to question yourself, especially if it's someone you admire, someone you love, someone you care for, someone who has a high esteem within your life. You're questioning, do I really know how to tie my shoe? Maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't just stay there. Now you begin questioning other things. Should I even wear shoes with ties? Maybe I need to change and wear slip-on shoes. Maybe I need to change up and wear blue shoes instead of brown shoes. Maybe this isn't my color. Maybe this isn't my type of shoe. Do I even know the right size of shoe I should wear? You begin questioning 
everything around you and about you because of what that one person said. So when you have someone who neglects you, who leaves you, who abandons you, or who abuses you, or talks negatively to you, now you begin to question who you are. But it's not the way you think. It's not the who am I? Whose am I? What am I? It's the questions now. It becomes, hmm, maybe I don't want to be a lawyer. Maybe I don't want to be an accountant. Maybe I don't want to write. Maybe I don't want to act. Maybe I shouldn't be a teacher. Then you begin looking at other people who may be doing what you want to do or are in an area you want to be in and you see the great in them and you say, I can't be like that. I can't teach like that. I can't write like that. I can't act like that. And now the root is beginning to not only blossom in the area, it begins taking over your whole life. So when you don't deal with negative emotions or negativity or negative people, they begin pouring seeds into you that take root and begin blossoming in other areas of your life and you begin questioning yourself. Now that you are questioning yourself and not really feeling confident anymore, you wanna keep people happy. You don't want them to say anything else negative to you. You don't want to lose them. You don't want to lose their opinion of you. You don't want to hurt them because hurting them may mean that they don't approve of you or they won't accept you or they'll take their love away from you. And so now you're doing things to keep them in your life. And you wonder why, even when you don't want to do something, you're like, okay, all right, I'll do it. I'll say it, I'll go. And you know you don't want to. You know when you get off from work, you've had a hectic day. You just want to lounge in your heated tub with the bubbles and be able to relax. You want to be in the tub with your bubbles and a book, some good music, a glass of something that comforts you. But you get a phone call from someone and this someone says to you, let's go to the mall. I need to pick up a dress. Well, they need to pick up a dress. You don't need to pick up a dress. As a matter of fact, you don't even have the money to pick up the dress. So there's no need for you to go, especially last minute. You've already put in your mind what you want to do. But because this is your friend, this is someone you care about, this is someone you're concerned about, this is someone you don't want to lose, even though you're dog tired, 
Your bones are crying out. Your bank account is screaming, no, don't do it. We have rent coming up, car note, car payment. Don't go. You go anyway. You go and you really don't want to be there. I'm not talking about the trips where you don't mind going. But I'm talking about you really don't want to go. But now you find yourself with your friends at the mall. It's crowded. People acting up. You're there. You're already bone tired. You're stressed because you don't want to be there. You're not having a good time. Your friend doesn't go in one store. She goes in 12. Still can't find the dress that she wants. It's three hours later. And you're still at the mall. You're still somewhere you don't want to be doing something you don't want to do. And why? Because you were scared of hurting their feelings. Their feelings. I didn't want to make it sound like they only had one feeling. And in order to keep them happy, you have decided, I'll just be miserable. I'll just be unhappy. I just don't want them mad at me. So I'll do whatever is necessary to keep them in my corner people pleasing because you are so fearful of losing people or having people become mad at you that you have decided that your happiness is not important. Let me say this to you also. It is not selfish putting yourself first. Now, I'm not saying every time you do something, bump them. It's all about me. I'm not talking about like that. Self-care is what I preach. I call myself the queen of self-care. I am the (laughs) self-ordained queen of self-care. Self-care is so important. It's something we have not been doing and it's necessary to do to keep your mind, to keep your peace of mind, to keep touch with yourself, in touch with yourself. And so... There are things that you need to prioritize. You would be one of those things. If you have a rough day at work, even if you don't, but if you have a rough day at work and all you want to do is lounge in your heated tub, I want to keep saying heated pool because maybe that's what you want to do too. It is okay for you to do that. It is okay when that friend or that parent or that sibling or that neighbor calls you for you, number one, not to answer your phone. If you are fearful that you can't say no, don't answer your phone. It's okay. They can leave a message. Voicemail works. And if it's that important, they will leave a voicemail message or they will text you. And guess what? It's okay to ignore your text messages and take time for you. Have me moments, me hours, me days. Now, I wouldn't say me weeks because then we might want to revisit and say, are you okay? 
but it's okay to shut off and unplug. That's number one. Number two, it's okay for you to answer that call or answer that text and say no. We'll talk about this another time. I don't want to go too far into it. I really want to help you with people pleasing. It's okay to say I can't do it. I don't want to do it. No, not this time. Don't be rude. Don't hurt feelings. There's a way to say everything. Have honesty with tact. That's so important. I had to learn that. Now, I had the honesty for you growing up, but I didn't have tact. Then I had tact, but I didn't have honesty. I have since then learned how to be honest and tactful. There are times, however, and I'm just being honest because I'm not perfect, that that tax will go right out the window. If I've tried to say it to you and you don't receive it, um, okay, well, I, 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 I did it the nice way. <laughs> That's what my kids say. You did it the nice way, mom. You, you were nice. And then here comes nicety. But just say, I can't do it tonight. And you don't have to give a reason. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something very critical. My kids hate it about me. I give an explanation for everything. I over explain things. And let me tell you why. And this is an honest, transparent moment. Growing up in my household, my mother would never let us say yes or no. We had to give a reason, a full on paragraph for why our answer was yes or our answer was no, why we did this or why we didn't. There was a full explanation. And I have to be honest with you, it kind of was a brow beating that took place. And, and no disrespect to my mom, that's how she raised us. She and I have since talked about this many times. But it was to my detriment because having to explain fully at length. Okay, so let me give you an example. I'm going to use something. I'm making it up. Why didn't you make up your bed this morning? Okay, Uh, it's not a yes or no question, but I'm just going to that's what I'm going to use as an example. Oh, I forgot. Why did you forget? I uh, I forgot. That was not acceptable. There had to be an answer for why you forgot and why you're never going to forget again. A whole paragraph dissertation. What it did was as I was growing up and people pleasing. Now, if I said no to something or I couldn't do it, I felt guilty and I had to give an excuse whether it was truth or whether it was a lie as to why I couldn't do something. And then I felt so bad because I'm giving this reasoning that guess what wound up happening? I'd be like, you know what? Never mind, I'll do it. And be miserable the entire time. But that brow beating because I didn't want to disappoint them, that stemmed from a root of an absentee father and an overbearing mother. I'm just being honest with you. My mom knows this. My mom had a strong, has a strong personality. She has since, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not settled down. Um, I don't know the word I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying to say. She's falling back from that. That's not what the way I would say, but I can't think of how I want to say it. She's mellowed. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Years ago, she mellowed. But growing up, oh, she had a very overbearing personality. I too, at times, have an overbearing personality. I get it from my mama. I have had to learn earlier in life to be mellow to the point where I was too mellow. And I began wanting to make people like me. That's, let's get to the root. I wanted people to like me. So if they liked me, they'd be my friend. And if they'd be my friend, they would never leave me or hurt me. But here's the thing, and we'll talk about this in another episode. Friendship to you is not the same as friendship to someone else. Your definition of friendship may not be the same. Your standard may not be the same as someone else. I don't know how many times I have talked to people who have said, why aren't they a friend to me like I'm a friend to them? It's so hard finding a friend that's like me. And that's gospel. But we'll talk about that another time. I'm going to put that a pin in it and we're going to come back and discuss that on a later podcast. Friendship is different for everybody. Conversation is so important. Communication, honest, tactful communication is important in every relationship in your life. Whether it's a dating, romantic, marriage relationship, whether it's a business relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a ministry, association, whatever it is, communication that's honest tactful and active is very important. We'll talk about that another time. If you know that one of your areas of concern and improvement is people pleasing, take stock of what is happening in your life that has you willing to compromise your peace your choices, your values, your day to do something you don't want to do for someone else. The first place it starts is with you. You have to acknowledge, hey, that's me she's talking about. I'm consumed with making other people happy. I'm consumed with not having people mad at me. I want people to like me. I don't want people angry with me. That's the first thing. Acknowledge that there's a thing happening. The second thing is to find out how drastic it is. How big of a situation is it? Is it just one person or is it everybody in your life? Is it a few people? Is it in every area of your life that you try to please people let's see how serious this is because there's nothing like trying to take out a root and you think you only have one and there's 10 hiding because even though you snatch that one out there are 10 more waiting to replace it so let's find out in what areas of life you have this behavior And now that you acknowledge that it does exist, you've acknowledged what areas, what people, what things it's in. Now let's take stock and ask ourselves, why? Why do I have this root? 
Why do I have it? Why am I so keen on pleasing people? Why is it so important? What's going on or what has gone on in my life? And it may take you going back. I know we like to say let go of the past, but in all honesty, the only way to let go of the past is to revisit it and heal from those past things. That's how you let go of it. You don't ignore it. You don't pretend it didn't happen. Then you haven't dealt with it and the root is still there. And at any time it could come and say, pow, you can explode or implode. So in order to let go of your past, you have to revisit it. Yep, that's another conversation for another day. But now it may take you going back to seeing, oh, I please people because I was lonely growing up. I didn't have any friends or my father wasn't in my life or my mom wasn't in my life or my dad was hard to please, or my mother was hard to please, or I only felt conditional love from my dad or conditional love from my mom, or I had a major heartbreak and the person who I love so much hurt me and it devastated me and I never wanted to feel that again, or I was abused and I didn't want to get hit anymore. I didn't want to be assaulted anymore. You have to go back and see where it stems from. And it's at that point where you revisit the area where this became an issue that you need to address those issues. Whether it's speaking to someone you trust or going for, to therapy for counseling, whether it's praying and asking God to release you, whether it's you writing about it in your journal or writing a book or writing a script or whatever it is writing it and getting it out and allowing it to be healed over time. You know how we say time heals all things? Not necessarily true. Time plus work heal. See the time, it takes time. Things are a process. Healing is a process and a process happens over time. But you've got to work it in order for it to heal. 40 years could pass, but if you don't work on healing, you're still not healed in a certain area. So though we say time heals all wounds, I beg to differ. I'd rather say time plus working on issues heals wounds. And there's some wounds that had to be healed one way and other wounds that have to be healed in another manner. So there's no cookie cutter cutout for healing. That's why I'm giving you options. I want you to be able to heal. In order for you to believe in the power of you, you have to know what's holding you back. See, people pleasing may not be your thing, but stick with me. Because as the weeks, months, and years progress, we're going to be pulling out some stuff. And whenever I drive into your neighborhood and pull up to your house, I want you to take the necessary steps to heal. I want you to take the necessary steps to walk out of a thing. I don't want you to listen to the podcast and say, okay, well, that was cute. Yeah, she hit 
me right where I am and I'm just going to stay here. I don't want you to stay there. I want you to be better. I want you to have greater. I want you to walk into the full power of you. It's already inside you. It's just been buried and hidden with the pains, the hurts, the putting yourself third, fourth, tenth down the line, pushing your dreams onto the back burner. So it's there. It's just buried. And we're slowly unburying those things that make you powerful beyond measure so that you can walk into your gifting, so you can walk into your calling, so you can walk into your assignment, so you can walk into your purpose, so you can walk into your goals, your dreams, your vision. I want the best for you. So if you know that this is your lane, I've given you some steps to take in order to heal from it. Don't look for it to be healed overnight. Let it take the necessary time and the necessary work so that you can be fully healed from pleasing people. Because as I said in the beginning, you could die trying to make somebody happy to getting a stamp of approval, to be accepted, to be loved, and they still would not be satisfied. In this life, it's about you being happy with you and you having peace. The only person besides myself that I tried to please, and this is honest, and I'm gonna leave on this note, is God. I'm here to fully walk into what he has for me to do. Not people. People are too sometimey. They change just like the weather. And today they'll approve you and tomorrow they'll pull you down and cast you out. So here's the thing. You have to live with you 365 24 7 should you not be the one that has a smile upon your face and joy in your heart care for you because you matter you're important and i need you to know seriously honestly you are enough thanks so much for listening and tuning in to believe in the power of you with Andrea Joyce. I pray for your healing. I pray that every day you would get better and better and opportunities would make themselves available so that you can walk into your greatness. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk next time.